We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Pacific Catch postgame show. Just for the record, the Warriors are undefeated anytime I order takeout from Pacific Catch. I advise all you guys take up on it. Noodle time menu, delicious. I have that perfect, you know, fullness, but I'm not uncomfortable. I can pot afterwards. It's great. Sitting for Andy Lou. I got a couple special guests here from Temple of Hoop. Jason Maples, and the only man I know who both has uh, Adam Silver and Elon Musk's phone number in their phone. <laughs> no, Domin, what's up, my man? How's it going, man? Uh, man, the Warriors beat the Utah Jazz with literally every one of their scores out of lineup tonight. No, no Steph Curry, no Andrew Wiggins, no Clay Thompson. Obviously, Jordan Poole played, but. Um, 3-0 on this homestand, and it does feel like the overarching thing is they're finally deciding to play like the Warriors again. Maybe they needed, maybe they needed to have the fear of God put in them a little bit. Maybe it's just like, you know, they, they were kind of lethargic for the first two months, and then Steph goes down, and it's kind of like, oh shit, we, we, we might fall out of the playoffs. Um, that's kind of that's kind of how I'm seeing like on the on the bigger picture side of this, where it's just kind of like everyone locking in i think it, it probably starts with draymond and i would throw clay in there but he didn't play tonight but it's been the case for the last two draymond with huge defensive plays down the end um i want to ask you guys like what, what do you see when you watch them right now yeah i i think i, I think though you you brought up a good point about steph going down i think that any sort of development with players ultimately you have to throw the players in the deep end and say look we need you. We actually need you. This is not a cute experiment anymore. We need wins. We're a 10 seed right now. Like, it's go time. And I think that players respond to that. Look, Steve Kerr knows how to manage a season, right? The Warriors have been there. They're the most veteran team that's been together as a unit overall. They know how to manage seasons. And I, you know, I, I have to give them credit. Like, they've they've been developing these guys slowly, slowly, slowly. 
They need them. They've thrown them in the deep end. And this is a legit win streak. Like this is, they're looking, they're not looking out of place anymore. And, and yeah, this, this two timeline thing as crazy as it is, is, Hey, they're, they're still in the thick of it. Uh, yeah. Um, just to kind of piggyback off what uh, Diamond said, I picked the Warriors to come out the West before the season. Like even I, I haven't backed off of that. You know, I've, I've made my, you know, Pelican jokes, but, I still, I'm still hanging on to you know that Warriors pick. I just um, the young Maples, is, Maples is a fan of like six teams, and yet <laughs> and, and still none of them can win the West. Right? It's like man, it's just it's one crazy. of them has to. Yeah, I just you know, <laughs> Wiseman hasn't been a complete you know as shows is coming back up. I think that's a big thing. But man, when you are got to be big on the margins, finding a guy like Ty Jerome, you know, it just it helps. He's like. He's riding that that Alvarado, that um, the who, who's the guy in in, uh, in Indiana, <laughs> little point guard in Indiana. It's like you know you find guys like that to help you win games. So, and this Baldwin kid, I think outside of Kaminga, yeah. he has the biggest upside of all their all their young prospects. I I, I love Baldwin. So it's you know, man, it's funny because like look, the Wiseman pick's going to be del- <laughs> debated into eternity. It is right. what it is. Um, number two pick. They had a chance to like you know pull off like the the dream scenario, uh, and and he's a worker. Honestly, he does look a lot better right now. Like yeah. nothing against him, but it's like he's you know he's not Lamelo Ball. He's not like a superstar already. Like it's it's a thing, injuries, all that sort of stuff. Outside of that pick, like it's hard to say they haven't drafted well otherwise. Because like Kuminga looks good, Moses Moody. I just don't know where he can find minutes right now. Like it's more of kind of, he's just being frozen out by the situation, but I wouldn't say he's bad. And then Baldwin at 28 uh, was always going to be kind of uh, like, it's, it's an upside swing, but like, look, man, he was supposed to be a top 10 pick before the season started. And like, yeah. you could see he looks like a warrior player and he's what, 20 years old right now. Yep. No, totally. And, and it's, it's cool. The Wiseman thing has been cool because, He's playing like seven minutes and nine minutes, but they're actually valuable minutes now. Right. And, and, yeah. and that has been the probably the best thing where it's you're out there, you're earning the minutes. And I think this is the kind of positive reinforcement development that you can get from seven, eight minutes to 10, 12 minutes to 14 right. minutes as it progresses. But he is it's very clear to him now, I think, what the what the Warriors need from him. And if he keeps providing that, yeah, absolutely. This is this is, this is working out. Yeah, I think the biggest thing the Warriors have done to me, at least what I've seen, they've simplified what they've asked him to do. I think uh, his first stint playing, it was just it was just a lot that was being asked of him on both. And I think he has a very simplified role, and that's allowing allowing him to go from that is the best way to help him develop it, in my opinion. Yeah, for sure. Um, let's talk Patrick Baldwin because it's uh... like that kid, man. It's high school. <laughs> Dude, first off, is he 6'10? Like, the first thing I noticed when I saw him, someone was like, dude, you're very big. You know, it's was just like, he looks exactly like a, a Warriors play, just under understands how to play like IQ out the whatever, and then just can really shoot the ball. Like, it, it's kind of, um, in some ways, it, it ties together with Wiseman because, like, the Warriors, if you want to, if you want to, like, go big picture on this, like, all three guys, high school pedigree, like they were known guys. Wiseman, Kuminga, Baldwin were all like known guys. And all three kind of had 
rough goes of it and they're one and done yet, right? Like in whatever way you want to put it. And I don't know if there's something to that with drafting, but it's like clearly they're not putting too much stock into uh, Baldwin's whatever the hell, you know, uh, Milwaukee experience was. And like they're not putting too much into Kuminga kind of being inefficient in what, 13 total G League games, that sort of thing. It's kind of interesting. I think if you trust your development, which the Warriors have shown uh, they, mm-hmm. they can develop players, I think you, you're you okay to take swings on players like that. So mm-hmm. I, that, I think they're that, that's of no concern to them. So that's the thing about having a good organization. You can afford to take risks like that. It's a, it's, I, would, I would take it a step further. It's a mistake for an organization like the Warriors not to take swings because right, right. They, they'll, have, they'll be able to add the kind of veterans who are late in their career who want to play for the title. They're the ones who will be able to, you know, get those kinds of guys. In the draft, though, they're going to have limited opportunities. And once they have opportunities right, to take yeah. swings, that's the kind of organization that should be taking them. Yeah, I think, like, just the biggest thing you said, that foundation, the Steph, Clay, Dre foundation, you have three unselfish guys who are 100% completely about winning. And every guy who walks through that door, you got to be on that page if you're going to fit in. So I think that's you're 100% correct. They got the foundation for it. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis. Analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So so we kind of danced around it. Let's let, let's get back to it. Like the West, it's it's interesting because like if you told me the Warriors were going to start three and seven and then uh, be 14 and 15 and then Steph Curry was going to get injured and he's going to miss a month. End of the day. 
I'd just be like, yeah, they're fucked. You know, like <laughs> it is what it is, right? Like that sort of thing. But because, and I'm trying to pull up the standings right now, because the West kind of is what it is right now, they're very much in the thick of this. They are currently the 10 seed, but what separates them, and keep in mind this is before the win, so they're 18 and 18. They are two games out of the five seed, five games out of the one seed. Right. And I don't really know what to make of the West right now. Like it's, I don't know. Let, let me shoot to you, Maples. Like what, what do we make of the West being this mediocre and just kind of everyone's, everyone's good, but nobody's great is kind of how I look at it. Like you got, you got 10, you got 10 teams who I would like traditionally say are like five seats. You think so? I, well, I, I look I at the, so I, I think Memphis is going to be one of the top three seeds. I think Denver's mm-hmm. going to be one of the top three seeds for sure. Those teams have playoff experience. They have a you know proven superstar. So them for sure. I think the Clippers were able their their on off numbers with Kawhi playing are ridiculous. He's something like plus eighteen when he plays. So I think they're legit. I, I think there are four really good teams. I, I think I think Denver's good. Memphis is good. The Clippers are good, and, and I, I believe in the Pelicans. Just you think they're gonna, you think they're going to separate, or you think it's just one of those things where it's like, like the Clippers are the obvious one. Like, right? Yeah. You know they don't care if Kawhi plays forty games. They just want <laughs> they just want them healthy when it's right. when it's May, right? So they don't they don't care if they're the five seed. Like, do you do you actually think they're actually that good, or it's just one of those situations? I think that I, I think they're that good. Uh, I I do have to see Kawhi. I think Kawhi's going to have to be better than what he looks physically in the playoffs, but he's trending the right way. And when he plays, that team is, is really good. I just I think there are four good teams in the West. I'm still picking the Warriors, even if they end up with like a five seed or something like that. But I think New Orleans is really good. I think Denver's good. I think Memphis is good. And I think the Clippers are good. And I think there's a sep- a little bit of a separation after that that group of teams. But that's my probably my first tier right now. Yeah, I I I I have to say I I feel very confident that the Warriors remain the favorites. Obviously, right, yeah. th- this is this is. There's a, always the caveat of if healthy that applies for any of these teams, but at the end of the day, man, like every team that Maple's listed, I agree. I agree with the tiers. There's nobody nearly as battle tested as this yep. Warriors team, and I think yep. a big part of the reason why, like these teams are kind of bunched up together, these are, I think, the next few years they will be, they will be kind of emerging, and they will have the battle scars. They will have the playoff togetherness. And as long as these teams stay together, they should be West contenders moving forward. But as of right now, uh, I just, until somebody beats a Steph, Clay, yeah. Steve Kerr, Draymond <laughs> team, I'm, I'm going to feel very comfortable just assuming right. that the Warriors will emerge that way. And look, man, this period, again, again, if Steph is healthy, but this month right now will really be like this is going to pay dividends for the Warriors in the playoffs because now you have two, three extra guys that you can go to if the offense is kind of clogged up or somebody gets into foul trouble. You have players who have played in big moments and played in big games already this season who are ready for that. And and so I know Poole has struggled, but Poole is also going to benefit from having last year's playoffs in his back pocket and he had good playoff moments. And so all of these things are sort of building up to and and the Warriors, I mean, yeah, they're 18 and 18 and it's not, you know, 10 seed doesn't look that great, but they're what, like two games behind a five seed. So, yeah, I, I really think that they will emerge here. Yeah, my, my, my only concern for the Warriors 
is that even when they were whole, I mean, obviously they've had to develop a little bit and get get, get into this season. It's just been terrible on the road. Like that team is like it's it's the it's defensively. They just for some reason they just they can't defend on the road. I think that's got to change, and it possibly it will when they get more locked in. I think typically contenders uh, tend to put their best foot forward after the All Star break, or even after the New Year, a little earlier. But I think that's something that to keep an eye on if they get better on the road because at this point it's only five games between separating them and first, but. If they end up like like with a four, five, six, you're gonna to have to like win games on the road for the championship. It does feel like, to Maple's point, it does feel like we are now hitting the part of the season where the teams are kind of separating themselves into tiers, where mm-hmm. everything has been bunched in for a while. Like I know we're right. not talking Lakers, but you can see the Lakers start to slip, and you can see other teams sort of start to come up, and we have a very we have a much clearer picture of who's actually gonna be the playoff race, who's gonna fall below it. And and I think this is and and the All Star break is really when it's going to kick into higher gear. But we're starting to see the stratification. Yeah, I feel like and, and to take it back to the Warriors real quick, they this home stand is kind of what should be what kind of catapults them to make their their kick up the standings. They're three and zero on it. Um, it it's not a tough trip. Portland on Friday might be the toughest game they have the rest of the home trip with Devin Booker um, obviously being out for the next month, that Phoenix game is no longer that tough. And then it's just Detroit, Atlanta, Orlando. (laughs) Like these, these should all be penciled W's at home, particularly since they're all on road trips, right? Like they should do that. And then uh, to Maple's point, they do have to do something on the road, but if you're going to get Steph back after you've gone six and one, seven and one at home, seems like the perfect time to kind of make that run because uh, for me, I'm not necessarily concerned about the Warriors seeding wise, but they do need to put together that month long run where they go, I don't know, 13 and two, you know, 15 and four, kind of like what they did last year. They started last year, 18 and two, and then they were just kind of average for the rest of the year. They kind of managed it the whole way out. You know, if, if it wasn't one player injured, it was someone else. Right. But they built, but they built that like they built that buffer so it didn't matter. Uh, and that's kind of what they haven't done so far this year. They haven't gone on that run that, you know, win nine out of ten, um, something to to get themselves out of, you know, quite frankly, the play-in. Um, and so my question for you guys is. Where do you think the Warriors need to be in the standings for you to actually feel confident about them going to the playoffs? Um, because we we can both say we feel confident about them. They're not running through the West as the nine seed out of the plan. I'm sorry, it's it's not it's it's highly unlikely. Like, where do they need to get to so you're like they're they're in a comfortable spot to do their thing? I, I think if they avoid the play in, they're if they're healthy and avoid the play in, they're fine. You know, because even if you you you're going against you know, inexperienced Pelicans team, a different team who's 25th in defense currently, or a Grizzlies team who you beat last year. You know what I mean? So it's like either matchup presents some type of advantage for you if you're healthy. So I think as long as they get to six, the play is tricky because it's one one game can have you fighting for your life. You know, that gets dicey. But over the course of a series, I think against either of those teams, their their experience and and just grit and battle being battle tested to show as as a series moves on, for me personally, at least. I, I totally agree. And I think uh, out of all these environments, I think only Memphis is the one where I can see, like, 
the sort of uh, the the home crowd getting so overwhelming that it actually affects the Warriors. But even then, man, like uh, these guys, you know, Draymond's going to put on a show the louder the crowd gets. So I, 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 I'm, I'm <laughs> as long as I completely agree, you never want to be in any sort of single elimination kind of environment. As long as you can avoid that, I, I, I think the Warriors will be okay. Who in the West should the Warriors be most concerned about? I think is what uh, Diamond said is the Grizzlies for me. They have the experience. They have the the, the budding superstar, a team that has played against them before in the playoffs. Uh, the Grizzlies, in, in their mind, feel like, you know, if John didn't get hurt, they win the series. So, you know, they'll be up to play him. So I think they have the they have a little bit of playoff experience. They have, you can I'm just saying in their mind. I didn't say that was the <laughs> no, I, I heard you. It's, it's very well. It's very well worked. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think Memphis is probably the 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 threat. Um, the Clippers, man. I, I sold my stock. I, I held on to it for two years, but it's something with Kawhi or PG every year, man. But if that team's healthy, that's obviously I think that's an issue um, because that team is as versatile as it gets in the NBA. And they can kind of match the Warriors going small. So I think if the Clippers are healthy, that's an issue. So probably a tie between Memphis and a healthy Clippers, you know, if, if that exists. Yeah, I I definitely think Memphis. I, I like I like the amount of weapons they have that they can throw at your big guys, uh, you know, the top guys, but nobody's stopping Steph, nobody's stopping these guys. But at the end of the day, Memphis has 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 had now a lot of reps against this team, motivated. And really, it's like this is this is their time if they can if they can get going. So Memphis and I think any team that has just a lot of speed compared to the veterans on the Warriors, like I think that that is an interesting challenge for them. I'm going to throw out the Pelicans in there. Um, Experience probably a year early, but like just in terms of kind of like I like. The roster construct just screams a team who will eventually give the Warriors an issue. It's like Zion's when he's <laughs> right, he commands a double team at any that, time, right? Dude, man. <laughs> yeah, and and then the, they have more wings than anybody. Now they're all like twenty, so that's also kind of a problem. But it's just kind of like I could see the Pelicans being the young team who eventually gives the Warriors issues. Um, I don't know. I, I, I kind of buy them more than Memphis, but that might be clouded by just being annoyed. Yeah. Memphis I just, yeah, I, 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 I get it. I just, I can't see a team with like half a playoff run of their belt. Seriously. Right. Well, that's my, I just, I just, I can't see it, but I just, I think it's a fun six. Like let's yeah. put the first two and get everybody talking, and the Warriors are winning three out of the next. Like, and, 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 and Maples, you've, you, you've, you've been talking about this for a while, but, it would be nice to see Brandon Ingram and Zion healthy together for like 30 games. You know what I mean? So because Brandon Ingram was awesome 13, last year in the playoffs. Maybe 12 games. Yeah. Right. Brandon Ingram was awesome in the playoffs, but we really need to see Ingram and Zion really play at a high level together. And, and that that's a big part. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now, the more interesting part for the Warriors is let's assume they're the favorites in the West and and we buy everything you guys are saying and we're just going to chalk up the first two months of the season to uh, old dudes who just, you know, whatever. Like, <laughs> they've been there. They're, they're not trying that hard. Completely plausible, not, not discounting it. I think the East is where the real questions for the Warriors actually come because, like, I don't really care if the Warriors win the West, you know, like they're kind of in that championship or bust mode. Right. And so multiple questions for, let's start here. Who, who in the East scares you the most? If you're the Warriors, like actually I'm listing three teams here. Do they all scare you? But like, like tell me where you land on this. Uh, you can take Milwaukee off there for me. I said it in the, in the, in the off season, I just do not love what they did with their roster outside of Giannis. They're just completely Ooh. athletically overwhelmed every night. Giannis is going to have to be like Superman for that team to get to the finals. He's capable of that, mind you, because he's. I think he's the best player in the NBA. Sorry mm. for the listeners here. I know they like 30, but uh, I just I, I don't see him. They just get overwhelmed at every other position unless Middleton's on a heater that night, and he hasn't been great. He's got to work back. He hasn't been great in how he's played, so I, I wouldn't have them. Before the season, I picked Brooklyn. The stock dropped to like two cents on a dollar. I stayed with it. Uh, I'm, I'm riding with Brooklyn, man. I, I think they're. The, I, I'm sticking with my pick. I think Brooklyn's going to be coming out the East. Yeah, I, I, I have to say, uh, I've, I've started to really cool down on the Warriors. Or sorry, not the Warriors, the, the, the Bucks. Because first of all, when we talk about Middleton, they absolutely need a healthy Middleton, and. A healthy Middleton at this point is an if, not a when. Man. We don't know when he will be at that kind of Chris Middleton, even 90% of what he was, um, because we haven't seen it yet, and he's missing more time now. Yeah. They just blew They just blew an ugly game to Chicago. They looked outclassed against Boston. I mean, against without Middleton, Middleton's a really, really good player. He's like a 50, 40, 90 player who's you know averaging 20 points a game. Then not having him in the lineup and is not, guard, like a, it's not like a small wings. thing. Yeah, absolutely. He's another guy. <laughs> so I, I actually think, um, I, I mean, you know, I, I, I don't want to, as a Laker fan, I don't want to say this, but I, I think you're you're underrating Boston a little bit here because um, hey, we're gonna edit this out anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no, but but like last last season, man, the, the I know Boston should not have been it should not have been as close against Milwaukee. It should not have been as close against Miami. Those series though ended up being so long that by the time they got to the Warriors, I think they got tired. And I think that as long as they take care of business, as long as they have you know Robert Williams and all these guys ready to go and healthy. Uh, I, I I actually do. I, I am very very concerned at this point about a Boston Celtics championship because uh, it, it's it's Tatum looks good, <laughs> Jalen Brown looks good, like all these guys look good, and the Warriors if if they get back to the finals they're not going to be. I, I don't see them being as good as they were last year, mm-hmm. and just that margin if Boston's five percent better, 
and the Warriors are five percent worse. That's a, that's a flip of a series. That's how the series flips on its head. So, I, unless you know, I'll be praying to the Greek gods that Giannis goes supernova. Um, I I am concerned about Boston. And Giannis is not. Giannis is like the last. He's going to get his thirty and eleven on like 60 percent shooting. Yeah. It's, it's the rest of the might roster get, might get forty. Yeah, yeah. The rest of the gets overwhelmed by any level of good athleticism, and I think that's where you would be. <laughs> so, chat I saying think, Kyrie's going to do something. I, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Is that a good or a bad thing? <laughs> right. Um, I was like, what is he going to do? <laughs> I mean, he might he might score fifty. Uh, he might get himself suspended for something <laughs> he does off the court. Like I don't know. Um, I actually agree with Maples. Brooklyn looks like the best team in the NBA. And it's like as as amazing as Katie and Kyrie look, like the roster just looks better than it did last year overall. Yeah, I'm, 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 I just like watching them more. Yeah. They found something with that Claxton, Ben Simmons defensive front line. Yeah. Like they've did since they're they're uh, the I believe uh, a top a top seven defensive team in the twenty seven games that Jack Brown has coached. And Claxton and Ben Simmons have just been great together defensively on that front line. And then KD is defending, and then you got a chance to hide Kyrie or whatever shooter you put on there. I don't think Utah's going to shoot 54% from three for the entire season. But even if, comes, <laughs> if it comes down to, like, 40, that's still a, a big plus. But even then you throw in, like, you know, they just got TJ Warren back. Right. He's obvious he can play. Right. Uh, Royce O'Neal, every team can use a guy like that. Like, they, it makes sense what they're doing. It's just for me with Brooklyn, it's like, I just, I got to see you play six months without like something weird happening. <laughs> you know, like it's not, it, I have no questions about the basketball side of it. Like right. I, I do try, like they're, they're rolling right now. It's just, there's always something, man. Right. I, I agree with everything you guys are saying. And I think that Ben Simmons has been a very crucial part of what they've been doing for the last, you know, whatever run. Mm-hmm. In the playoffs, I'd like to see what Ben Simmons can do because when it comes down to a playoff series, the opposing defense right. is going to be like, okay, Ben Simmons, you're going to have to score for the Nets to win. We're going to send you to the line. We're going to do all this stuff. Those pressure environments, those high leverage moments when defenses are geared in and says and say, we're going to take Katie out. I mean, as much as you can take Katie out, you can do whatever you want. Katie's still going to get his, but we're going to make it hard for Katie. We're going to sell out on Kyrie and Ben Simmons. You are going to make that happen. That's what I want to see. So here's what I've seen. So in in Philadelphia, I think the issue was, you know, Ben's not aggressive. That's the main thing. Like his mentality isn't, you know, normally how you want it for a guy, you know, paid like that, draft pedigree, all that. I also feel like he and Embiid occupied the same space. Yeah. They needed the basket and Embiid, that's that's where he gets his money. What I've seen since Jock Vaughn's taken over, they do a lot of stuff that the Warriors do to counteract how they defend Draymond. Right? If you want to, def- if you want to sag off on Ben, we're going to run Kyrie and KD off dribble handoffs when your sagging defender's not there. They get a run and start towards their mid-range pull-ups or attacking the basket. We're going to use them as a cutter. We're going to use them as a, a high post hub around these, you know, lethal three-level scores we have in shooters like you know Harris and Yuta and, and TJ Warren coming off the bench giving you double figures. So I think Jack Bonds being a lot more creative than, you know, Doc Rivers was able to be and is. And then I also thought Steve Nash was just overwhelmed with the lack of experience coaching. So I think, you know, the coaching has made a world of difference on that team. Just having a coach like, hey, I've done this before at the NBA level. No, that's good points. Let's take it back to the Warriors here. 
Do you feel yeah. confident about the Warriors in, in either of these matchups without making any sort of roster change? Because that's what that's what I keep yeah. kind of marinating in my head. And that's like I can point. I can I can dance with the most like warrior colored glasses, or I can get like super pessimistic and be like, yeah, do you a trend machine? Get everyone out of here, you know, that sort of thing. And and I can't really figure out where I decide where I land on it. So I, I want to ask you guys. But I just I'd like to see the Warriors add, you know, last year the same thing. I mean, they won regardless. A wing or a big. I feel like they're versatile enough to work around a front core player, a front core player, but just I think a wing or a big. Just adding one. Yeah. What's so? What? what, What's the? What's the status on Wiggins? Like, is he? Oh, Oh, he's supposed to play. He was supposed to play yesterday, but after he got over the uh, the injury, he got the flu. So he should play on. He should be. He should be in lineup on Friday, but like the way everyone's getting sick, who knows? You know. So. Yeah, I, 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 and so I think that Wiggins coming back, Steph coming back. I think that I totally agree that a front court kind of depth player. Who I, I mean, I'd be curious who's available on the buyout market. Um, but I, I, I would target that. I mean, I definitely wouldn't target any guards or anything like that. Um, but I think Wiggins is, you know, he's he's. He he's officially just a big big impact player at this point. So him right. coming back will stabilize a lot of that. Yeah, I mean it's uh, it's interesting because it, it does feel like a very wide open NBA season. Like overall, this whole discussion, like look, man, we we can Giannis is terrifying when he's locked in. Uh, the the uh, the Nets look amazing right now. They do look like the best team in the NBA today, December twenty eighth. Uh, no, none of these teams feel overwhelming though. None of them feel like you know, like you're running into you know two thousand one like Shaq and Kobe. Yeah, or but like I, the, I think I, I think that's the NBA though. Like I, I, mm-hmm. I've said this a few times when KD went to the Warriors. Uh, I, I think it just broke what people's vision mm-hmm. of team building was. Like if you look back in, in the hashtag NBA, ruined the NBA. Like 90, 95% of NBA champions had a, a roster kink somewhere that was like, sure. hey, this could have cost them. It's just when you add KD to a team that won 70 games, there's nothing to attack. And I think, right. you know, people look for the perfect roster. It just doesn't exist. Even sure. both, both finals contenders had big black warriors had a size issue. Uh, the Celtics. Couldn't didn't have a facilitator. You could had a, had a left turn, left hand issue. Yeah. yeah, turn the turn the ball over like it was like going out of style. You know what I mean? And they were in the mm-hmm. final. So I think teams are going to have a wart or two, and I think it's up to the coaching and then these superstar players to you know mask slash you know overcome all that. One of my most and and to your point, Sambo, what you said, like one of my most old man stances is that you're not going to win in the playoffs without being battle tested and together. Sure. And that is one of the big reasons why when you say that there's no juggernaut emerging in the in, in the NBA right now, that's why I just openly defer to the teams that have been there and, and have been through it multiple times. Because if there's not a lot separating you talent-wise um, and, and kind of system-wise and all that, I will always just bet on the fact that the team that's been there the longest, who's done it the most together will emerge from that pile. And that's why I maintain that the Warriors are the favorites in the West. And my personal favorites in the East are Boston. And the only two teams who have been together for a while now who, who've been battle-tested are Boston and Milwaukee. So, and, and I just think Boston is a better roster at this moment. 
Hey man, don't you got genie bus number, man? Take her some tips, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, let's let's hey, let's let's end on <laughs> let's end on your guy. Um, let me pull up the no oh, brother. <laughs> <laughs> is it uh is it happening? Do we I gotta, have? I, I got to tell you, man. <laughs> I, I think I, I think I, I think you are underrating the potential of uh, LeBron James, uh, you know, being a light years podcast guest at some point. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Oh, I don't think it's happening. I I would. <laughs> I think the safest bet is same thing he did with he left Miami, saw a bunch of young pieces and potential for you know roster makeover in Cleveland. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if he doubled back a third time. To Garland, Garland, and Mobley to the Lakers. <laughs> hey, hey, I know, I know. You I'll guys take Dean, I'll, bro. That. I'll take Dean Wade. Come on, <laughs> we're we're down bad, brother. Oh, it's it's. Yeah, uh, I don't want to. Yeah, we don't want to add fifteen minutes to the show, bro. But it, it it's not good. It's just it's sad. Look, I I am not I going just, to. High I, I'm quality not, Photoshop. I, it is. I, I'm not. I'm not going to sit here and pretend like, oh, this is all Rob Plinka. Obviously, we know LeBron and AD pushed for Russ, and that kind of ended this kind of era. I think effectively, but I mean, come on, man, that was 18 months ago. Uh, they didn't negotiate the trade themselves. They didn't have to throw in a first rounder. Like LeBron didn't first say do all that stuff, right? I mean, it's, it's just like it's like what are you doing, right? And so, I, I at some point, I'm just like. All right, man. You can stop crying about it and, and just do your do your job. And 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 again, LeBron is not blameless. Of course not. I'm not saying that. Um, but I remember you guys asked me uh, when we did the summer league uh, light years podcast, sure. and I said that this comes from like a place of deep pessimism, where I just I say double down on just having clutch run this show. Like I don't want any of the people who are currently running the Lakers to do it. Let me tell you this, man. If you have LeBron James and Anthony Davis effectively gift wrapped to you, uh, and you can build a top 10 in the conference team back-to-back years. <laughs> I don't trust you to do anything with those 2027 picks and 2029 picks because nothing is changing about that. That's family. This is a family-run business, and family members are in charge of those positions. That's just not changing, man. So uh, it's it's a deep place of pessimism where I'm like, do something. You can, you can, but ma- at you this can point, max out Anthony Lamb in twenty twenty. Yeah, <laughs> no, but at this point, I I I honestly don't know. I I'm, I I know most smart people will say, hey, man, this just sucks. Don't don't double down and make mistakes and ruin your future. But I'm just like, I'm so pessimistic about the future. I'm not sure. I'm not so sure that's a good thing. First off, I played poker with you at like three in the morning in Vegas, so I'm yeah. not surprised you're you're doubling down for no fucking reason. <laughs> so I, I watched I watched it in real time. I was just like, oh, it worked out for you though that time. So. It did, it did. You know, you can wallow in that. You know, I'll enjoy women Yana or Scoot Henderson uh, <laughs> running the lane in in New Orleans with uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, Maple set himself up. Uh, made him, Maple set himself up really nicely, man. He's gonna just transition right into the, you know the new Pelicans era. See, it's the thing nice. is though, when I did it early, right when the trade happens. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So like, you buy low. Nobody can tell me anything now. It's just a perfect setup. And one would say, one <laughs> one could say that you're light years ahead. Right. I mean, it is what they. But on, on a on a serious note, what the Lakers have to do, whatever they. So whenever this era is over, so. The Jerry's are gone. There's no Jerry West, Jerry Bust there. You have to build a real team now. Yep. Um, 
to be a team that big and not have a pro scouting department for one, uh, I, I think that's ridiculous. Um, they got to build a real basketball organization. I think that's going to have to be there after this LeBron era because I don't think another star is coming here for like ever. So you got to build something. Yeah, I totally agree. I, I it just and even even now after they okay last year was a disaster. Their decision this year is like. We're going to sign a bunch of people on one-year deals and we're not going to take any long-term money because we're going to get cap space. <laughs> Every single year LeBron has been here, there's been a complete roster overhaul. So we're not building anything. And this notion that we're going to chase cap space and stuff, it's like a very 2010-style rebuild. When if you if players become available, they don't become available as free agents now. They sign their extension and then they ask for yeah, trade. Yeah. So you need to have contracts on hand you need to build something. You need to have some continuity. I, we like from the title year, we've lost everybody one by one, and it it feels like you know they just don't they don't have the value of these kind of role players like the Alex Caruso. Uh, I, Maples and I love talking Future about Alex Caruso, but but it's like letting him go. <laughs> it, it's it's a, both a money problem, but a basketball evaluation problem too. It's like, what do you stand for as an organization? If you don't see the value in players like him? Yeah. I think and, the biggest, I, I would say that my biggest nod to the golden state warriors as like the staple franchise, the last decade is they have basketball convictions uh, yes. in, in, in their front office. Yes. I don't know what the Lakers have any. Cause if what is Rob Polinka's basketball philosophy, right. we know exactly what it means to be gold client State services. We know exactly, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's right. We know exactly what it means to be a golden state warrior, what it means to be a Steve Kerr player. We have no idea what that right. is for the Lakers. And I think just, you know, for lack of a better word, just came off as, as, as snakeish. I mean, if you were to be looking at this with the pessimist glasses, the war, the war Lakers had no intentions of ever trading those picks. Those lies about well, we're going to give them twenty five games to figure it out. Yeah, and now we're approaching that you know inflection point where it was like, okay, we're a million games back. What would trading the picks do instead of moving the picks in the off season, giving them a chance, a training camp with a new coach? Maybe. To start from scratch, you know maybe I mean? if AD is not playing 40 minutes a game, maybe his foot doesn't fall apart yeah. exactly. Or, no, man, yeah, absolutely, or playing or playing or playing football in, in the yard, you know. God, that that happening the day before is like that's, what I'm saying. That's, that's all I'm saying to act like that could not have played a part in it. No. When I saw the picture, I they was buried, like, no, hey, no. I, I give them credit, they, they buried that one pretty well. Mm-hmm. Bro. <laughs> Bro, that's where that's where people don't understand like how soft a media market LA is. Could you imagine if that happened in New York? Where right. They played football the day before, and then the next day that happens. Oh my God, that'd be like on the front page news. They had to interview the janitor at the football field. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see him limp? All right, bros. I appreciate you guys coming on. Make sure you book that sweep for me with the Pelicans Warriors uh, uh, conference finals. I got you. We'll stay. We'll stay. Um, we'll stay somewhere in the French Quarter. We're good to go. Uh, she's gonna. She's gonna send the copter. <laughs> Appreciate you guys, everyone. Have a great night. <laughs>